Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend here in the States. And uh, all the turkey's gone by now because uh, that, that's what we've been eating probably for the last four days. And nothing wrong with that. Speaking of turkeys, you're going to get two of them on today's podcast. Myself and listener Paul. Now, he's a great guy. We're heading out to New Jersey today. And instead of a trip report, we're actually kind of talking about the evolution of Paul's Disney fandom from being a kid to going to Walt Disney World for the first time, kind of kicking and screaming, not thinking he was going to have a good time, to seeing Walt Disney World through his kid's eyes, buying into DVC, and now going back as often as he can, and, and Walt Disney World trips kind of being a thread through his family, through uh, you know discussions at meals and holiday celebrations. They, they come back to all those memories they've made at the Walt Disney World Resort and, and things like that. So I think you can really relate to the discussion we have today about how it starts and, and where we are in our Disney fandom. Don't forget today's show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs for no cost to you. Check them out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, and I'm very thankful for your support. If you'd like to get that bonus show every week, it's called Mike in the Midwest. We'd sure love to have you. Come on over today. It's Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2197 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. I know it's a rough, rough Monday and I'm, I'm not a dog here. I know it's, t- it's tough, right? Most of us have had off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We've been stuffing ourselves with turkey stuffing if you're like me you have been recreating the holiday sandwich from earl of sandwich many times over and it changes each and every time that's the greatest thing right you know maybe on thursday you're having the regular meal friday is the ultimate holiday sandwich it still has everything you need turkey stuffing maybe a little mac and cheese mixed in there maybe you know some gravy a little cranberry sauce you got all the, the ingredients still on friday by Saturday, you're trying to recreate it, but some of the stuff is going away. So you're just maybe turkey, gravy might be gone at this point, maybe no more cranberry sauce, you put a little stuffing. Sunday, you're just lucky to have a little maybe turkey left, maybe a little stuffing and some bread. By today, you're going to, to Taco Bell. I mean, this is that's how it is. So you know what? It just makes us hungrier for uh, Christmas, which is right around the corner. It's Christmas season. Hey. Nobody can get on you for listening to Christmas music today, baby. Be ready. Turn it on loud and proud. But anyway, today we're going to have a good time talking Disney. This is going to be a fun show, a little bit different today. So we're heading out to New Jersey with my good friend, Paul. Paul, happy Thanksgiving a couple days late. And uh, hey, Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike. A little late and Merry Christmas. And I'm with you. Once Halloween turned over, and maybe even a little before, that Christmas music was on. Oh, yeah. My youngest, Mallory, she loves Christmas just like I do. So 
It's been cranking around here for quite a while. Uh, we just got back from dinner right before we recorded. We had a, we had a holiday traditions playing on XM and we're mm-hmm. singing along and, you know, we're pointing out all the houses in the neighborhood that already had the Christmas lights on and it's a great, but the weather's been really warm here because it was super cold there earlier around Halloween and then it got warm here around Thanksgiving. So, you know, mm-hmm. it never, never correlates, but that's, that's how life is. So how are things out in New Jersey? Uh, you know, Thanksgiving time, uh, what's, uh, what's traditional out that way for Thanksgiving, anything specific to your corner of the world? No, it used to be, uh, we, and we were talking about it before it used to be high school football. Thanksgiving was a big day. Then, uh, quite a few years ago, they revamped all the playoffs and, uh, that kind of took a lot of the Thanksgiving Day rivalries out. Probably now, I'd say the biggest thing. I know I have friends going to, to Philly tomorrow for the um, that that went um, for the Philadelphia Thanksgiving parade, um, oh, nice. and then I have you have the New York City parade too, which is obviously very famous. So you have people that go into either city. New Jersey's kind of sits, as you know, right between, and that parade time has probably been the the latest tradition, if you will. Very cool. Yeah, Mizzou uh, marched in the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, the Macy's Parade this year. So we're really proud of that. I mean, when we get that, you know, when you're a school like Mizzou, and I know you're a Rutgers grad out of New Jersey, so you kind of get the same thing, right? It's we're in the SEC, but we're not Alabama. You know, we're not uh, Georgia. You know, we, we anything we can hold on to and grasp, we do. You know, so we kicked off the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 2022. So we'll be riding that here for quite a while. Same thing, you know, I like that. You know, you got you to be proud of your school, and anytime you get a little recognition, rock on, right? That's right. I was watching Kansas City play, right? Nick Bolton's a Mizzou grad. He is. He when is. they said that, when he made a play and they said that, you, you know, you, you you wave your flag, and I do the same for any Rutgers players that make it to the NFL as well, yeah. That's right. Go Scarlet Knights. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. So, and there you go. Uh, Scotty G's probably like, oh, man, come on now. Give me, <laughs> give me a go green. All right. Oh, Scotty G has nothing to worry about. <laughs> Rutgers versus Michigan State. We'll, we'll do our best in basketball, but football, don't worry about it. All right. Okay, so today we're actually not going to talk about a specific trip. We're just going to talk about, you know, a couple of dads, how, how we've evolved as Disney fans, you know, how we kind of fell into going to the Disney parks, how that has evolved from trip one, maybe going kicking and screaming to really falling in love with the place to where we're listening to podcasts, you know, I'm producing a podcast and just kind of talking through the, the Disney journey, but before we do that, well, I guess we don't even have to kind of give the question that I usually do. This will kind of be where the story starts as we have this discussion today. So give us the background. I mean, did, did Disney play a role for you as a child? Like, were you somebody who watched the movies? Because, like, I never did. Um, but TV shows, I did have some, like, little golden records that were, like, books. And they had, the, you know, the records that went with them. Mm-hmm. And they read the, you know, the, the story. I remember that kind of stuff. And, of course, you have Mickey Mouse toys. And I think my bed had some, like, Mickey Mouse sheets. I had that kind of stuff. But what about you? Like, where did it start for you? As a, as a child, I guess there was the movies and the t- and, and TV. Sunday night was, Sunday day was football. And Sunday night, as soon as Walt Disney came on, whatever the show was that night, I remember parked in front of the television as, as a little guy. Uh, and then seeing like Robin Hood, and I'm dating myself here, in a, in a drive-in theater. So, you know, that was all fun. And it was, you know, I can remember times playing with my dad, Robin Hood and Little John. Like, I remember doing that. But... It was limited. You know, that was like, you know, Disney did a good job marketing themselves and, and I was in that that target. But as for Disney World, as a child, never went. I never went to Disney World, never went to Disneyland, saw the movies, the TV show. 
my journey in Disney World probably didn't start till 2004. It's the same for me, right? And the thing was, around where I lived, and we lived in, you know, I, I considered it like a middle-class part of St. Louis, the suburbia in St. Louis, you know, North County. It, it wasn't the rich part of St. Louis, but it wasn't also, I don't think, the poor part. You know, it was just kind of like mm -hmm. very blue-collar. You know, everybody had a blue-collar job, worked at the factory. A lot of folks worked at the Ford plant, you know, where I lived, or my dad was a cement mason. Um, so was my grandpa, you know, so we just, we didn't really think about like people around me didn't go any place like you had to fly to, like, you know, people went on vacations to camp or they had, you know, the pop-up camper they dragged behind their pickup. Um, but we did go to six flags and some people went to silver dollar city cause that was down in the Ozarks, which okay. is, you know, a few hours from here. So is that kind of how it was for you? I mean, Walt Disney world, this really wasn't even in the, like, you know, we didn't talk about it. So it wasn't like you, you didn't feel like you were missing out. It just it wasn't anything that was ever even, cause I think now like Mallory, you, you see more kids nowadays. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I think kids nowadays are more aware of places like Walt Disney world. If yeah. they don't go. Sure. I, I think almost exactly Mike, the same thing here, blue collar suburban middle of New Jersey, between New York, between Philadelphia, not a rich area, just a, a middle area. And there wasn't necessarily a lot of money to go to a Disney World or to make that trip. But we did go to the shore a lot in Jersey. And we had a Six Flags here in New Jersey, too, that I remember going to. Great adventure. And now I feel like, you know, I prepared for this call with you, Mike. And, you know, how could we entertain everyone? And it's almost like it's part entertainment and it's part therapy. Being actually on with me, with you, you're, you're diving into my beginnings <laughs> of loving Disney. Because we would go to Great Adventure Six Flags. And I remember as like a 10, 12 year old taking apart that park map and trying to map out what rides I wanted to go on and all those things. And how much could I get in one day? Because it was just a one day ticket for that. And we might go once or twice a year and I'd love it. And then I guess sometime in my teenage years through high school, college and having a family, I kind of put that in a little box that didn't come out again until all my kids went to Disney World. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly putting you on the couch, by the way. We're going to psychoanalyze. Every, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> every move you've made. No, but I was the same way with, with Six Flags too, right? I mean, that was our big, you know, trip. And my cousins would come up from Poplar Bluff, which was down by Arkansas. We, I mean, we would, and this sounds so terrible, but I mean, it was just the way it was. I'm older than dirt now, but we'd get in the back of my grandpa's F-150 four of us, the four grandkids, we'd ride in the back of the pickup. I mean, it was 45 minutes away down the interstate yeah. to get to Six Flags and we'd go to Six Flags for the day. But I mean, we'd talk about it before because, you know, they come up the night before they'd spend the night at grandparents. We'd all stay there. And the same thing, we talk about we're going to ride the Screaming Eagle first and we're going to ride Mr. You know, what Mr. Freeze, like the Jet Scream and the Buccaneer boat, you know, and it was, it, it's like, it was the excitement that we have for Walt Disney World now, but just on a smaller scale, but it's, it's yeah. that same thing. It's that same excitement. It's just that now as adults, you know, I think for me, it's shifted to instead of like, you know, I, when I'm going out for marathon weekend, I'm like, Oh man, instead, you know, instead of getting like, Oh, I want to ride seven door, seven doors, mine train. I'm more like, Oh yeah. Dinner at Olivia's at six o'clock on that Wednesday before, <laughs> before or after the expo. Like that's what I'm excited about. But it's, you know, it is one of those things where it's kind of where you grow up to where it kind of comes together. So let's talk about, your first time down to Walt Disney World. What were the circumstances? Because I think you mentioned before we started recording, it was kind of one of those kicking and screaming kind of situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my wife had been as a little kid, she had family in Florida. So they would go to visit the family and go into the day park, the park for the day. And she'd remember e-tickets and all that. And she's like, when the kids are all old enough, which ended up being 2004, because my youngest was born in 2000, we're taking them to Disney. 
And that, that finally came that day to pay the piper. And I'm like, fine, but I'm not going to have any fun. No. It's going to be work. <laughs> it's going to, I go, because I knew I talked to the experts, people I worked with. It's going to be like boot camp for vacation. I'll do it, but I'm going to need a vacation from the vacation. So my kids at the time um, were 10 down to four, four of them. And we walked in the Magic Kingdom. Even my 10-year-old had fun. And he he was the first one to let it go. Um, you know, he was the first one that was not enthralled with Disney as he got older, but he liked to travel the world. Um, but my second, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she walked in the Magic Kingdom and she goes, can we come every year? Oh, nice. And my youngest son, who's my third, goes, this place is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And my little one, if she wasn't having a heat tantrum, she had a good time too. And when I saw them all light up, and when I saw my wife getting to see her kids and me getting to see it for the first time at, I think, 36, Mike, it was just what Walt said, right? A place where the family can go and have a good time. And in 20 minutes, all that complaining went out, all that, and and I was completely hooked on everything. And that is so true. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that we, we all get to experience the magic of the Disney theme park specifically in different ways. And I'm not saying you can't do this as a couple because, I mean, look at Ricky and Brian, right? They have not had children mm-hmm. up to this point. Ricky is all in. I mean, look at she has every dress of every attraction that's possible. She has Orange Bird. She has Spaceship Earth. I kid her about her dresses all the time. But, you know, <laughs> she, I mean, she's as in as you can be. Like, she, she has the best times. They have a great time together, the two of them. So they can do that. But I'm telling you what, what you just said, she she has no idea yet. And, we, you know, we've oh, talked sure. about this, you know, and Scott, because like Scott and I and Pam, we all three have had kids. And now our kids are, you know, I mean, our kids are, we're, I mean, we're going to be empty nesters, all three of us, you know, sh- shortly. I mean, it's sad. Like, you know, our youngest is going to be out in the next three or four years. And hopefully, who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm dreaming. Um, but I love you, Mallory. You can stay <laughs> for a little while, but it's one of those things that, you know, she doesn't even know yet, even though she's probably heard it a million times doing this show until you get to experience it and see, hear that from your kids or see it or just, it doesn't even have to be expressed verbally, right? It's, it's that look on their face when they see Mickey Mouse or favorite, any favorite character kind of coming down in a parade or a cavalcade down main street. I mean, you're, you could be the most, I guess you could be cynical and still stay cynical, but not the way my heart's built. You know what? When yeah. my kid's happy, I'm happy. Like I'll do anything for my kids to be happy. And it was one of those moments for you. I'm sure that it's just yeah, like, it's what well, we for. Yeah. this is why, this is why I work hard is so that I can give my kids experiences like this. I, and I, and I get what you're saying. It doesn't have to be. I get it now, now that I've run full circle. So that's 20, you know, almost 20 years, 18 years ago. And my kids are all in their 20s now. I love to look back at how they evolved. Um, but now I see it as I can do a solo trip. I don't let my wife hear that. But no, she <laughs> she wants to come with me. We just like we just went in the summer, just the two of us, and had a blast. Um, planning a trip with my oldest daughter and her husband. So I could see it as a two. I could see it as a four. I could see it as a one. It's fantastic. And you don't have to have the kids to love it, but seeing it through their eyes was special. Yeah, you're right. It, and it's one of those things too. Like I've done a ton of solo trips because of the circumstances of the show. We've had meetups running the races. I go down, you know, my wife used to go, but now she doesn't go to all of them because you know, she, we, 
we were doing, like we talked before the show, we were doing competitive cheer. So she had to take off a lot of school days as a teacher to go to Indianapolis or to go to the Dells, you know, wherever all these cheer comps were. So I understood, like, I was, I was like, I'll just go down, I'll run on the weekend, I'll come home. No, no big deal. You've seen me run before, you know? So, and I know, like, <laughs> watching running is boring. Like, you got to get up super early, your loved one goes by for five seconds, and you've been standing there for two hours. It's not the most exciting thing. So, but the thing that I've always learned about solar trips is that I have a great time on each one of them. I love them, because you have all the freedom, right? I mean, you do what, you, it's like the ultimate selfish thing, which I'm not a selfish person, but when you're solo, you, you just do what you want, because you have nobody else to please. It's great. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do this. Okay. If I want to have corn dogs, well, I'll go get corn dogs. I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to please anybody else. It's great. But, but when you're a dad or a parent or anybody, or significant, if you have a significant other, I'm not kidding. I'm always, and I, I, it's just, I guess it's just because of who I am. I'm constantly seeing dads and daughters doing cool stuff. <laughs> Like, yeah. like I see the daddy and the daughter walking down main street hand in hand and I immediately got to like FaceTime Mallory or Paige and be like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like I, I it, 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 cause you miss that stuff. So it, yeah. it is a trade off, but you know, time, good times can be had. So I, I get what you're saying, but you got to enjoy them while they're left. That one. So do you remember that commercial right before, um, it came out right before COVID hit. It was something about the tagline was like, they're only little for a little while. Oh, oh dude, yes. Yeah. That commercial ripped me to shreds. It was yes. a little so true it hits hard there's so many things like like when, when when it's written like that and the words just rip right through you that you're like yeah time's you know time's fleeting and there's only so much fun you can have or you know memories you can make like i love looking at them now my, my oldest son and so he was 10 when we first went and until i got, he had a ball one of his favorite things was i don't know if you remember mission space race the game not yeah. Mission Space, yeah, in the, the game yeah, that was, outside. you know, when you go, yeah. he'd love that. He would run through the park when we get there to be the first one in line so that he can control the controller. I guess until he got to be a teenager and his friends told him, well, you're not supposed to be at Disney to have fun. You're older. And then he was like, okay, you know, I'll go in the pool. I'll go in the gym. He played golf. So, you know, that worked out for him because as you and Scott always talk about, he, you know, he was he enjoyed the Osprey golf course before they closed that. Like he was one of the last ones to play there. He got a flag. Um, oh, nice. He had his fun. And now he even admits he'll go back for Epcot to drink around the world or to snack around the world. So he can still have fun there, but it was kind of reluctant for him. Now, my oldest daughter, completely hooked. We had such fun. We'd go as kids and my, my youngest daughter would have to go with mom. The two boys would go together. And my youngest daughter would look at me. It's almost laughable now. My oldest daughter would look at me and go, I guess I'm going with you. And we'd pair up on the rides. But that became such a joke, Mike, that as time went on, her and I referred to each other as our ride partners. Right. You became yeah, ride buddies. <laughs> and that worked its way in. She got married last year. That worked its way into my speech to her that how much I enjoyed having her as a ride partner for 25 years. And now it's time for her husband, who I approve of, to take that mantle because it'll be the two of them going to Disney, which they did on their honeymoon, by the way. So for her, it was those memories. For my youngest son, it's it's trying to get away from a picture with Aladdin and having Aladdin drag him out from under the table to take the picture. His time in the gym, his time in the pool, his time loving Splash Mountain and having to get a shirt or something to take back with him. And for my youngest daughter... The memories through the years are 
she was uh, the one of the best ones mike is she was little like the first year or two we went she's four or five years old she's having a heat meltdown and mom's trying to talk her out of it and now we laugh about this and i'm like what are you doing to my wife i go you got to just take her and we're going to move and i went to grab her for my wife and pick her up and carry her and she's flailing and as i picked her up i'll just say her hip to foot is exactly from my chest to private parts. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I got one. <laughs> I got. I paid. I paid for that pickup. You know, and I'm sitting there trying to catch my breath. And that's about the time one of the, the Disney PhotoPass photographers comes over and goes, "Can I get a, a family picture?" And I'm like, <laughs> uh, "I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a minute." But absolutely, you can have a picture. But she went from that little fit thrower because she was just little. She was hot to being almost, you know, she, her and my daughters have the most fun with it. Her and I went on a, me and my youngest went on a trip after COVID. It was just the two of us. Nobody else wanted to go. And we were like, we're going. And we had daddy daughter time. That was great. She was also the one, my youngest that cheered on main street. We, yep. we talked about yep. cheer and she's the one. It was just me, her and mom got to go. We stayed at the lovely Coronado Springs, oh, which was fantastic. Yes. It was my first day there. And it was when everything was being built. So the bridges weren't up yet and the tower wasn't up yet. It was just under construction. And she had that parade down Main Street. And I thought it was the greatest thing, you know, since sliced bread that you, me and my wife run around the park trying to get different pictures. So I have so many memories with all four of them. And, and it's just, it, it really, to sit back and have a show like this, I thank you because I get to recap all that in my head. I have a list in my notebook of every trip we've went on, where we stayed, and then I dialogue, I, 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 I draw out each day. Like when we were on a trip, you know, July 27th, 2013, sunny day, rode this, went to this park. I have a diary and it's one thing to read the words, but it's another thing to pull the memories out. No, I, the, and I'm so glad we're getting this opportunity to put this out. And it's just a great way to kind of kick off the holiday season because it's cheer. I mean, it's joy. It's, it's, you can just hear it in your voice. And that's what this show you know, there's a lot of shows where they dive into the news and, you know, you got the Iger and Chapek and all the back and <laughs> forth, you know, we're not really that. There's a lot of people that are better at that. They're into the business and all that. We're about just the experiences, right? Having fun. What are the, you know, what meal, what great meals have you had? And what memories have you made? You know, it's this is what I love. So, you know, you're going to have everybody together here over the holidays. I'm sure that you guys inevitably, the conversation comes back to remember when, you know, and like you said, give me a minute. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm sure that story comes up, you know, now, you know, every time, you know, Christmas Eve, you're unwrapping the presents or, you know, you're sitting down for Turkey. It, it's kind of, because with our family, it is kind of the thread that we've just gone on so many trips at this point that something will spark a memory like, Oh yeah. But remember that time we were at, you know, all-star sports, <laughs> you know, and, and Paige couldn't find her fries that trip on new year's Eve at Epcot when it was a nut house. You know, I'm sure that happens in your family all the time. And it's just, it's a great thing. Like it, it's just something positive to talk about as a family. Oh, it, it's fantastic. Right. To have those memories. So whether it seems like we're all, when we get together, Disney always leaks into the conversation. And by the way, my oldest daughter's a husband, just as much of a Disney nut. See, there you he go. Was in, when he was younger, he was one of the, the, <laughs> the background singers in the candlelight processional. So he oh got gosh. to do that and he carried his own Disney memories with him. So now, but he's she's the only one of my my children married. So I, I think of a, a five of them. Um, al although I'm I'm hoping a couple of the others get married to the people they're with because I would love to welcome them in as children as well. But the five of us will get together, and it's almost 
always Disney, whether it's a memory, whether it might be a future trip, whether what what resort would we stay at next summer if we yep. go? It's always something planning, memory, fun we had. And people are like, why do you talk about Disney all the time? And I'm like, well, first of all, it's not all the time. And second of all, it was so much fun. Why not talk about it? Okay, so because I want to make sure we have about 20 minutes still, and I want to make sure we get in so much because I just I'm my head's spinning right now with how much we could talk about. Let me ask you this. So what is it besides the family memories, besides seeing your kids light up on Main Street, that first thing that got your heart to melt? For me, it's it's kind of it's that, but also for me about Walt Disney World. It's the logistics of the place. It's that it's its own city, that it has its own bus system, that it has, um, you know, its own road signs. And I wish they were still purple, but that's, you know, times yeah, change. You know? I'm not, you know, maybe in 10 years, I get used to the blue signs. I, I'm just a creature habit. I eat the same thing every day at the same time. Like it changes rough on me as I get older. No, so yeah, no. purple. But I'm not going to complain. Um, you know, but it, it's that kind of stuff. Just how the, like the medians and the roads are just perfectly groomed, you know, and everything just when you're on property, like you just, ah, feels right. Like I love the logistical sense of Walt Disney world. What is it for you that this, this location, cause we're going to talk about, it, I think you bought into DVC at some point. Yes. So, I mean, you're all in. So all in, what is it? I mean, what, besides the family memories, the connections your kids made, like, tell me about what, what got you hooked? Yeah, I think, and this is where we come off the couch from you being my therapist. <laughs> I go back to, and, and I just didn't think of it till tonight. When I was a kid, what did I enjoy? Well, I didn't get to go to Disney World. You know, we went to visit family. We went to the shore and oh, we went to Six Flags and Six Flags would have these maps of the parks and you could take them. I and mean, I was the same thing. When we first started taking the kids, there wasn't so much information as you could get now, especially online. It was going to the bookstore and getting a burn bounds book. Yep. So it was that re it was whether it was a kid with that map in front of me or whether it was a burn bounds guide or something of that nature to be able to take a part. I'm definitely a planner. I'm definitely a, a type A personality who likes to look through it through those things. So to see it like that and then actually get on property and be able to so like you said, the logistics of it are, are a perfect thing. Yes. It was seeing how much fun the kids could have, how much fun the kids could have with us. And it didn't matter that there was an age difference. We're having fun as a family as was intended, but it was also the beauty of the place. I didn't have to drive. I don't begrudge anybody who rents a car, but I drive at the time we started taking the kids. I used to have a long commute as I'm sure many people do. Yeah. And I'm like, I can go on vacation and, and be driven around, whether right. it be a bus, a boat, a monorail, I could leave the car keys. And for that week or whatever, not have to drive anywhere, but get everywhere I need to go. Oh, and on property is golf, gym, pools, rides, theme parks, and dinner and food. That's, beyond compare right. yeah. like we could just pick any restaurant and our problem always was well okay we're seven nights there and there's these 15 restaurants we want to go to which ones are going to make the cut yeah, exactly it's yeah it's almost like uh, like a draft right it's like okay well <laughs> you know sorry this kid you were almost in like you know like oh man maya grill you almost you were you were almost good enough your your 50 time your 40 time just didn't cut it this time just you know drop 10 pounds and We'll try again in the spring. <laughs> it's like so sad. <laughs> so for, for you got, you got, like you said, the family reaction, the logistics, all those things packed into one place where if you don't want to leave, you could just stay in the bubble. But I have to say for, for, for the hook, the absolute comeback, Mike, and none of us would, if it wasn't, and I don't want to sound cliche, 
is the cast members. Mm -hmm. The I service agree. is also unparalleled. I mean, I can remember kids in the college program who I've had the greatest conversation with, people who were over from Europe in Epcot working, who I learned so much from about their countries, um, the, the different people who've helped us at, at guest services when we've needed, and the, the characters. I remember one time my youngest wanted to see Belle and we were just walking around France and we didn't know where the line was yet at the time. And we were trying to just figure that out where you get in line for pictures because they were obviously all on a break. And she was walking around the little part in France um, where they put the pavilions when they have like food and wine and yep. stuff like that. Little part right in front of the, the perfume shop, like out there about mm -hmm. 50 or 100 feet. She was walking around like kind of almost like if she was looking for Belle and none of us could see where anything was. Whoever played Belle that day snuck around us and we didn't even know, came out and surprised her from behind. Didn't have to do that. Yeah, She could have gotten her station and we would have gladly gotten in line to take a picture. But what a memory it was. So it's really, I mean, and not that other people who are at other resorts don't do their best. They're, I've never had terrible service gone on vacation. There's something about Disney that's extra special. There is. And the, the cast members are exactly it, right? Because that that person went out of their way to make a moment that you're talking about. I don't know when it happened, but, you know, years later, you know, maybe a decade later. And I have stories like that that I will always tell 10 years, 15 years later, because somebody took an extra five minutes with my kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think that's one of those things that. I try to remember, you know, as a teacher, when I was a teacher, you know, remember, like, I think we could all take a lesson from that, you know, and it's like, sometimes the college program cast members are really teaching us all about how we could do our jobs. They're making minimum wage, but yeah. it doesn't matter. They're making magic and minimum wage. We can all learn from each other because I've, you know, customer service is awesome at Walt Disney World. Like I take As that and try to take that to, to my roles, my guests at the Magic for Less. I, I learn from the cast members. Right. They absolutely live. They don't get up in the morning and say, I have to, they get to say, I get to, mm -hmm. right. I get to do this. I get to do that. And, and it shows, and it's made the difference. I mean, so you have all, I mean, you combine all those things and it's just a magic formula that you talk about value, right? So people complain about Disney pricing, but they still go, well, well not, not, why not? The value's there, right? You're getting your money's worth. So it makes sense to keep going. And I think when, as a dad, when I had all those things going, family having a good time. I don't have to drive a car, everything in one place. And the service is great. And all the food choices, the draft. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, it, it was, it was a no brainer. And then, like I said, we went first in 2004, 2006, we bought it in the DBC and we haven't looked back. Well, too, I think the people that are listening to our show, you know, especially you and I talking to you, we, we sound like we're very much alike. One of the things I think that really keeps us coming back to Walt Disney world specifically, I really fell in love with Disneyland this summer though. I love I fell in love with it. I can't oh, wait to go. Oh yeah. my God. I, I, and I dodged it for like a decade. Like I was just like, Oh, I'm not, it, it was in the back of my mind. Like there's only three hotels. It's in the middle of Anaheim. And it's, <laughs> you know, I kept telling myself why I wouldn't like it. You know, there's no transportation, you know, like uh, it's just, it, it, it's small, like the castles, the teeny tiny can't be good. Oh my God. I fell so hard for Disneyland, but Walt Disney world, I think too, what it is for people like us that are taking the time to listen to a podcast, probably read Disney, Twitter, you know, go on and read blogs. Like you said, I have a pile of guidebooks from like the early 2000s. Like I have one that's like, I think it's 2002. It's like uh, the, the uh, Walt Disney World for couples. 
You know, mm-hmm. just because it was a, an available book at the bookstore, it was like half price. Because I just wanted, because you couldn't get enough of Walt Disney World anywhere, right? It's like, no. They talked about every resort and rated them by romance and all the restaurants. I was like, well, shoot, it's talking about every resort and all that. I don't care. Like, I'll buy, I bought that. I bought this book that was like uh, 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Big guy, uh, hardcover uh, picture book. Since the world began, it was called. You know, I have all these books because you couldn't get enough. But I think for us, though, like I was saying, is that with so many, you know, resort hotels in itself, it makes it fun from the time you decide that, hey, we might want to go, right? Because then you're like, well, this trip, we could stay at Riverside and kind of have this Old South kind of feel for our vacation. Or this time, you know, high energy, but we're going to go value. We're not going to be at the hotel lot. We're going to hit the parks. We're going to stay at sports or we're going to be super fancy and we're going to stay at the contemporary like Scotty G right now, you know, <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know, but I, I think that for us and I'm talking us is the podcast community that's listening in today. It's fun for us, not just when we step on property or get on the plane or hit the airport. It's fun from the time when we start having that conversation at the, at the kitchen table, like, Hey, it's spring break. You want to go to Walt Disney world? And then you're like, well, yeah, maybe. And then you're like, well, where should, where should we stay? You know, and yeah. then, is it kind of like that for you? Too? Cause I think that's really what draws me in because it becomes like a, a nine month experience rather than a six night experience. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 it a great, uh, nice parallel that's draws something else beautiful about Disney is I, I could be walking my dogs. And if I'm just daydreaming, I'm like, huh, if I did a solo trip next month, what resort would I want to stay at? Mm-hmm. If I was there for four days, what park? I can plan it in my head. Whether that particular trip's going to come to fruition or not doesn't matter. It's like, it's almost like, you know, practicing a sport. I'm exercising my mind yeah. to get ready for that next trip. And it gives me joy, whether I'm listening to, to your podcast, whether I'm listening to Scotty, Pam, Ricky, whether I'm listening to another Monday show, I'm escaping my world with a little bit of Disney that gives me a little bit of fun through the day. I can do it on my own. I can listen to the podcast. I could sit, like you said, at the kitchen table. We did it on Thanksgiving. I can sit there and say, if we're going to go in uh, in July next year, where do you want to stay? My daughter, my oldest daughter, who's the most into it, her and I have like these charts. What resorts haven't we stayed at? We got to plan on staying yeah. at those resorts. What months haven't we been at Disney World? There's still two left. We want to get there those months. It, the 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 prep, like you said, makes it more of a nine to twelve month even vacation yeah, than it, just a six night. Because you're paying all that money. I mean, it's a, you're obviously paying. With- paying premium prices but again it's about the value not the cost for for me and uh yeah and i like to spread you i'm i'm very frugal so i like to you know say well at least i'm getting nine months of enjoyment because the planning the anticipation of the trip is Mm -hmm. just as exciting like i almost this is terrible like this is just how my stupid mind works but a couple of days before the trip i almost start getting a little sad because like i i'm excited and sad at the same time because i'm excited because it's finally here but I also start to say, oh, man, I've been looking forward to this trip so, so long. And we all know that when you get to Walt Disney World, time just goes like 10 times faster oh, than the real world. It's like you hit there and boom, all of a sudden, you know, six days is over. It's crazy. Well, we used to, when the kids were little and we used to, we first, especially when we first got DVC, we'd plan like maybe longer than a week. We'd go for 10 days. And I felt so guilty because I sat there and said to myself, you're talking about a few days before. I'd be right in the middle of a trip having a blast. And I'm going, 
oh wow we're five days in already there's only five days left and then you start seeing like people checking like uh you, you see people checking in and you start getting like mad at them like because <laughs> you're like yeah. these people are so excited because they're checking in and like they're gonna be kicking me out of here like in three yep. days like i started something's wrong with my brain but i'm like oh man these people are so excited that was me just a couple of days ago now they're gonna throw <laughs> me out Oh, uh, my, my brother-in-law, he's in Pennsylvania. He's a big fan of the show too. Him and I used to talk about that walk of shame. You're right. Darn those people who are just getting here and I have to leave now. Exactly. How inconsiderate and selfish are they? Yeah, quit yeah. being so excited. Like, dude, get a little respect, man. I'm getting ready to get on this stupid Uber to go back and sit <laughs> at the, you know, dang MCO for three hours, wait for my plane. The only thing I have to look forward to is a Chipotle burrito bowl before I get on the plane, which is always dangerous, but I always do it. So anyway. All right, so I'll make sure we get this in. So your DVC, so tell me about some of your favorites, okay? So person, I know you got your kids and everything, but personally, like favorite hotel, like what do you like in a hotel? If you had, if you were gifted a trip, where would you go, DVC or not? Well, um, well if gifted a trip, I'd go to Disneyland. I have been there. Um, but from my, my experiences, um, and obviously I keep the list of which resorts I haven't been at, so I pick one. But from my experiences of where I have been, where would I pick again? Beach Club Village. Nice. Okay, so why? Because I, I, I love just having the, the, the fun talk. It entertains us all. But I also like the practical stuff. So why Beach Club Villas? Beach Club Villas because um, it, it, it's mainly for that pool. That that pool, when it, yeah. went, you know, with the yeah. sand bottom and the amount of, uh, again, I, I don't want to bring up the, the kids being the driver, but it's for a family, it's a great day that you could just spend time at the pool. The other logistical reason, Mike, is obviously, though, the walk to Epcot or the walk to Hollywood Studios down the canal. Those are are, are big perks for, for Beach Club. So, you know, not only the memories there, but the pool, the food that we have there, the boardwalk area at night, just to be able to walk that. And then the, the close proximity to two parks. You know, if I had a check sheet and I and I often do this in my day to day job and I had to do pros and cons, Beach Club would always almost always come out on top. You know what, though? Here's something about Beach Club Villas that kind of sounds bizarre, but we all stayed there one night on the 4th of July before a podcast cruise. We were doing a podcast cruise, so Pam was there, Scott was there with his family. Can't, I think Ricky was staying off-site because she stays free at the Hyatt because Brian, that's who he works for. We were all staying at the Beach Club Villas, got some rooms, and we, we, had, we, we didn't go into the parks that day. We spent the entire day at the quiet pool at the Beach Club Villas. Now, I don't know if you've spent any time at that quiet pool. Because, I mean, you got Storm Along Bay, and it was the 4th of July. It was a nut house. But we basically had that pool all to ourselves. And that is a great pool. Now, it's not as, you know, it's a, it's a quiet pool, but it's large. Doesn't have sand bottom or anything going on. But it's got, like, picnic tables around it and all kinds. Of, it, it was super nice, and it was just a chill day. We, we went to... We, we, uh, one of, I think Scott had a car, so we went to Publix and got like, you know, cheese and crackers and, mm -hmm. you know, some sodas and put them in a, got like a, one of those styrofoam coolers. I mean, we had a day of it, you know, and it no, was just, it, sausages and stuff. It was a great, it was, it was the best day because we didn't have to battle the crowds in the theme parks. We didn't fight people in Storbalong Bay. We just had the pool. It was like, it was like, you know, like having a party in your backyard, you know, but a super no. nice pool. Absolutely. That, that, that it's, and that's probably our favorite one there because having stayed at the villas, we've had rooms with the balcony that overlook the pool. So yeah. you could yell down to somebody like we're having dinner, leave for dinner in 10 minutes, that pool, that hot tub, my kids, once there was a, a um, mother duck and all the ducklings came through <laughs> the pool, onto to the pool deck. And we have pictures with the kids with the ducks, almost like they were characters, like they were posing. It was like somebody <laughs> did it on cue. 
Um, the only time I ever got my dad there before he passed, we went to Beach Club and he had a view of that pool from his balcony. It's a great place to hang out, though. It, it really is. is. If you think, because we just didn't want to, you know, we just wanted a chill day. We just, you know, just, and well, again, a lot of us have different perspectives on things. Like if we hadn't gone to the parks so much, we had obviously been in the parks, but we're very blessed that we get to go often. We didn't have to go into the parks that day because we go to the parks a lot, you know, so we, the thing that looked great to us was just chilling and eating cheese and crackers. And we, we got some Uno cards. We played Uno at the picnic tables and Yahtzee and all kinds of stuff. Cause it's weird because the, the only time I get to see Pam and Scott and Ricky in person is at Walt Disney world. There, <laughs> that's the only sure. time we ever get to hang out is at Walt Disney world because we're all in different places. So we all meet there. So that's for us. It's, you know, it's like if we all lived in the same town, you know, if we'd all come and play around the kitchen table. So that's our kitchen table, which is kind of awesome. Cause like you said, the I can restaurant. easily appreciate anybody <laughs> who has to do it either way. Like you said, we're fortunate. We've been a lot. So like, when we were in the beginning and it was my wife and I, and the kids were all 10 and under we, one of us each carried a kid. One of us each had the hand holding the other kid's hand. And we would book through like after the fireworks to get to the bus, to go probably at first to an offsite hotel. And we can appreciate those who have to hit the parks early to late to hard. Cause they want to get their money's worth. And then we feel lucky. My, my do oldest daughter and my son-in-law came up with the term, the rocking chair club. One year we were staying at old key West. And one night we just went in the rocking chairs at Old Key West and just watched people get off the bus and watch people go about their business. And we were like, wow, we're very lucky that we can have a night where we don't have to run around the parks so and we can just enjoy a night sitting here. And it's the best, right? But I mean, think about yourself when you became like a Walt Disney World newbie. Like if somebody were giving you a thousand dollars, you could not have done that. You would not have been, you would not have had the discipline because it's that, it's that continuum of where you are as a Disney parks fan because of your experiences, right? I could do the same at Riverside. There's rocking chairs at Riverside and you could just watch the horse drawn carriage go by. You could yeah. watch the boat come back from uh, Disney Springs. You know, you could hear Yeehaw Bob playing in the roost, you know, through the windows and just sit, you know, get a, get whatever, get a Mickey bar and sit in that rocking chair. I mean, right now that sounds like the greatest thing ever. I, that sounds better than the magic kingdom, to be honest for me right now. Like that's perfect. I listen to you often say about the importance of the midday break or when Ricky says she only gets into the parks later, like she couldn't do it open to close. I don't know how we ever, I ever did it. I don't know how I ever did it from open to close and everything in between. If I don't get that break now, I'm just cranky. Yeah. Same. Like I, I gotta have a rest. <laughs> it's, like, it's too much. Yeah. Cause if I'm ever in the parks, like at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, I, <laughs> I'm not happy. I should be sleeping. Like the internal you know, clocks go down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let me ask you about restaurants though, because you've been to, you've been to quite a few, I'm sure. Um, what are, what are some favorites maybe for you and the family that you like to go to? Maybe some under the radar places even. Um, Probably, I mean, there were times when like some of our favorites were Ohana. Um, we've enjoyed uh, different, res the, the Epcot resorts were, were always our favorites, you know, five or 10 years ago, most are still good. Love Via Napoli, yep. um, love Beer Garden, like yes, the, the, the experiences you. there. Remember the first time I went there and it, like you said, you, you, I think you've talked about this before. You don't just sit with your family. It's just a big table and you just <laughs> sit down and they're going to sit everybody with you. And, but it was, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's watching the show. Um, th those were some of like, if I, if somebody said the must do's in Epcot, you know, it would definitely be Via Napoli at the time. It was La Cellier, which I know they changed with the, the pricing and stuff like that, but love doing that. And now I actually love the, the Disney Springs restaurants. Um, mm. The, uh, the boathouse. I love 
uh, the Art, Art Smith's Homecoming. Those are some of my yes. favorites now. Oh man, <laughs> Homecoming, Polite Pig. <laughs> oh, Polite Pig is fantastic. One day uh, we got there and it was we split up boys girls for some reason, and the boys all went to Polite Pig and the girls all went to Chicken Guy, and all we did was talk all afternoon about who had a better experience. Like we're like, well, we should do it one of those together. Both, you know, we should both yeah. go to, to all of them. But there's a lot of choices down there, and the DVC we actually own is Saratoga Springs. So at first, when we got Saratoga Springs back in 2006, you know, it got a little bit of a bad rap. But now it's coming right into the forefront uh, with with access to Disney Springs, where you could walk there or boat there, um, like you can from from Riverside or you can from Old Key West. Disney Springs is its own thing, especially for food. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh... Because I was one of those people that my wife loves to shop. And so we always, you know, 10 years ago, back, I think even before it was Disney Springs, like it was just downtown Disney. Yeah. We always had a day kind of as a compromise, right? We'd go for a week over the summer because we were both teachers at the time. And we'd, I'd always build a day in where we didn't go to the parks. And we, we did, we'd usually either do like a water park and then downtown Disney. Or, you know, we'd do something, you know, pool day at the hotel in downtown Disney. And that was fine, you know. Some of those days she would give me like a tour or something to go do like, you know, in the Magic Kingdom or Epcot for our anniversary because it was always a summer trip and that's our anniversaries. But I hated going to, I hated going there because really it was just shopping back in the day. But now Disney Springs is, it's happening. Like I enjoy it. I mean, there's experiences like in the Coke store, you know, you can meet the polar bear. There's, there's music, especially if you go at night, there's all kinds of live singing and people playing instruments and just a lot going on. I mean, Disney Springs is it, it's awesome now. I like, and I'm not a shopper, but I enjoy it. It's crazy. No, busy, I was, it's fun. I was all as long as I got Ghirardelli, I, I was okay. Like, you could take <laughs> me there for the day. As long it was like a little kid. You got me Ghirardelli, and I had my Sunday, and I could walk around the, the Christmas shop and not believe there was that much Disney Christmas stuff in one building. I was good. You could keep me there for eight hours. I was fine. That, that helps. That helps. Okay, so let me ask you this too, because I want to. I love your perspective on things. So. Let's we're talking about Iger and uh, Chapek a minute ago. Iger calls you. This ain't going to happen. He doesn't care about us. But, you know, let's just play. <laughs> That's what we did on Friday. He says, okay, I'm going back into the closet. Everything that got closed, you know, over the last decade, we can bring something back that you miss. Maybe it's just something you have a connection with, with, with your daughter, with your, with any of your kids or your family, or maybe it's just something you loved as an attraction or as a show. Is there something that you miss? Like I miss illuminations because I miss my illuminations, but do you have something like that that you wish, man, if that came back, I'd be on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. The, see, I liked, I liked wishes, but, but then when they replaced wishes, you know, it, it was just as good after I'm with you on illuminations. Like that's one that, um, the, it, it can't, I can't explain it. The music it was so original and it moved you in such a way. Like it wasn't just a, a light show. It was, you know, an emotional experience. So that's a no brainer answer for me too, but I'll go under the radar with one. I missed some of all thrills. Wow. See, I never did that because I was scared. I would puke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought at first I didn't want to do it for the same reason, but I thought it was so clever that you could have such a thrill ride and such a small footprint. And I used to think of, wow, that leaves a lot of other footprint for other rides and attractions right. and people throughout the park because you could just squeeze. It was so efficient to me. Right. I was right. like, and, and, and I and I thought it was a real quality ride. I really thought you could do a lot. That that might be the one under the radar thing I bring up. 
That is awesome. Well, hey, we, we are getting a little tight on time, so we're gonna have to wrap, but as we close it out, and we'll we'll definitely have to do this again. Maybe we'll get you out. Maybe we'll do like me, you, and Scott and have kind of like a dad's club show or something. That'd be, oh, that'd be I love it. That'd be that'd great. That'd be cool. We'll have to hook up with Scott. Uh, he's busy right now, of course, down hanging out at the contemporary theme park view. What dude, this guy kills me. And here's the thing: <laughs> when Scott's there, just a little behind the scenes of the VR Guest podcast, he texts me all day long. So as we're recording this show, because we record these shows on Wednesdays. I'm sitting here the day before Thanksgiving because we record, you know, everybody's emailing me about their trips because everybody's trying, you know, everybody tries to like tie up loose ends before the holiday, right? They're like, when's my final payment due for my cruise? You know, can I change yeah, my dates for this work, trip? Yeah. And, all, and I get it. Like we're, we're trying to get our loose ends done with like, we got a water heater that's going out. We got, you know, something with the car. We're doing the same thing to all, you know, all the businesses we work with. I get it. It's just how, how it works the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. But here's Scott. He's texting me all the meals he's getting. Dude, he's a Pecos Bills. He's got this whole plate full of food. He's showing me the picture of the Magic Kingdom from his balcony at the Contemporary. Dude kills me. I love him like a brother, but I'm like, that's it. Dude. But he, I know, I know it's it's tough. But he's your best bud, and secretly you love getting those texts. Too. I do, but it's just like <laughs> I give him a thumbs up, but I want to give him something else. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he drives me crazy with him. It's uh, yeah, and it's not a thumbs down. But no, I love him. He's funny. But it's one of those things like, oh man, I wish I was there with you, like eating those fajitas at Pecos Bills. But yeah. I'm having a little sad uh, pre-Thanksgiving cold cut sandwich, so I don't ruin the experience tomorrow. But uh, so anyway. As we wrap up, though, it's been a fun discussion because we've, we've talked practical stuff. We've talked memories, just really kind of the heart of what the, the Walt Disney World experience is. Tell us one story because you, you really do have a knack for kind of really telling stories. Like what's one memory that you really have that's outstanding from a Walt Disney World trip, whether it's with your with your family, you know, with with a certain kid, just you and, and she or you and he. Is there something that really did anything special ever happen there? Did, Close out with a story there to kind of make our week. No, no pressure, but I mean, it sounds like oh, you have really? stories. Oh, really? You put me on the spot. Um, Give us something good. Well, I guess we talked a little bit about um, we talked a little bit about my daughter who marched on Main Street. So you know, I don't want to detail that too much. I mean, it it, it can be summed up in just a few words there, and I can go on for an hour. But I guess the one memory I'll bring up was so great is when we celebrated my oldest daughter's sweet 16. Um, it was just, you know, I got to have my dad for the only time he was ever at Disney World with us. Uh, some other family came in and we just did a, a nice small party. And at the time we were upstairs at uh, Norway. So it was really cool for me to be behind the scenes for the first time ever. There was a little little crack in the in the, the wall where you could actually see um the ride as it went down the, the mm -hmm. slide there before it was frozen um and we would just watch the next car come up and go down and it was just like again it, it makes you feel like you're five years old to take it all in from behind the scenes and then we had a beautiful um dessert reception over in england so like that was it was worth saving up for and and it kind of took disney to another level for me to be able to do something like that once in a lifetime um, yeah, but I, I wish I, I, I'm sure as I have time, I am going to get off this call well, and I'm going to think is. of five fantastic yeah. stories that would hopefully make <laughs> you laugh. But if I just had to think of one memory, getting able, being able to do that, um, a, a real quick one would be, uh, the first time, one of the first times we stayed at Old Key West. It's funny because we talk about this, Mike, and I'm a lizard too. Yep. And my daughter, my daughter's running. 
she, my 22 year old wants to run the Disney marathon eventually. That's, I think I've shot you a couple of emails asking yeah. about that. So I got to get her to join the lizards. Um, and now she's all for that. But the one night in January, it was, it was marathon weekend and we didn't know. And we were at old Key West and all of a sudden at like three o'clock in the morning, the fireworks are go, going off. And I think we thought the hotel was under well, attack. And just for people that don't know. Okay. So the races start at five o'clock in the morning. And here's the thing to end. They practice the announcing starting at like three. They get on the PA and Old Key West, just so you know, is right across the, the road from the starting line for these races. Like, because they started backstage of Epcot. And if you look at the footprint of Walt Disney World property, yeah, Old Key West is about as close as you can get to where, yeah. to where the races start. So I just give everybody, like, if you don't know, because like some people don't know the geography of Walt Disney World, you were practically in the corrals. <laughs> right there. And it was like, you know, I, I thought we were under, like I said, <laughs> Thank you to all those who served and the experience yes. no way parallels serving overseas, but I felt like we were under attack and we all woke up and you can imagine all of us looking at each other, what the heck's going on till one of us about five or 10 minutes later, before we made the, we didn't make the stupid mistake of calling downstairs to find out what was going on. One of us remembered it was marathon weekend and we were like, Oh yeah, we could just go back to bed now. Yeah, stupid and what was, all we were doing was crossing January off our list of getting there. And we didn't realize what weekend it was. And now we know, and we were all like, I don't think we'll ever do this weekend again, but now my daughter wants to run. So we will eventually have to do that. Weekend. Hey, don't blame me when she's running that full marathon. Cause I will fully <laughs> blame you. Cause you, I will, you, you know how blame... you're with Scott with what you're, what you're eating. And when you're eating cold cuts, when I'm paying that bill for her to run the marathon, I will completely blame you. That, no, I'm just saying when she's like at mile 21 and she's like got five to go and she's out on OCL parkway. Don't be cursing me that you made this decision yourself. <laughs> Cause it stinks. And then when you get to the finish line, you can remember, Oh yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. No, but that actually the same thing. I was staying at wilderness lodge. I think it was for the, I was down there for a media event or so. I was by myself. I think it was when they opened seven doors, mine train. And it was, it was like three in the morning too. And fireworks were going off over, over, um, uh, Bay Lake. And I was like, what are they? I guess they're going off the magic kingdom, but I had like a Bay Lake kind of facing room at wilderness lodge. I mean, it was like two forty-five, three o'clock in the morning. I guess they were testing fireworks, but they were. It was the same thing. I rolled over. I'm like, there is no way a park is open at two forty-five in the yeah, morning. What the heck is going and on? it was. They were super loud. They're like, boom, boom. I mean, and they just kept going. And I still never found out. I, I, I assume it was testing, but I, I, I can relate because I rolled over and I'm just like. What is, is it? Because, you know, yeah. like, what are they going to do? They're not going to warn everybody and get everybody all anxious about it. They must just be like, you know what? Let's just fire them off. What the heck? <laughs> you just, we have a few, you know, like a couple cast members like just hanging out backstage. Like, oh, we're going to do these. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wake Oops. everybody up here in the magic, in the mountain rail loop. Yeah, it's fun. Well, hey, Paul, great trip. Uh, great now trip report. Just a show today talking Disney and uh, just lots of fun. We'll do this again. And, uh, Again, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays. We move into the holiday season, and thanks for spending the time. What a great way to start the week. I appreciate your support and your friendship. So much fun, Mike. Thank you for all you do. Merry Christmas to you and everyone. Take good care. All right. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out. The agents are standing by like Santa's little helpers right now to help you plan an awesome Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. It's super simple. You don't have to go to the North Pole. You just got to go to the magicforless.com. Fill out that free, no obligation quote, and an agent with pointy ears will grab that quote, get back to you right away, and help you plan a magical vacation 
to your Disney destination for no cost to you. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop this busy holiday season. That one extra click really does help support everything we do. So please bookmark it and use it as often as you can. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get in on that, then you're going to get five shows a week if you're ready. It's a lot. But hey, we love your support. I don't know if it's a bonus or it's a punishment, but five shows is a lot. If you want to get in on that, come on over to patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Give me a follow this week on the social media. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. On Instagram and Twitter, you can subscribe to the show on Facebook and YouTube. Just look for the Be Our Guest podcast. And of course, Scott's going to be back this, well, he should be back this Sunday night unless he takes up residence at Contemporary. He has a pretty sweet room. I might not leave squatters rights and all, but he should be back and we'll talk Disney with you this Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Give us a call. We'll talk Disney from the new studios here. We're excited for that. So uh, join us on Facebook and YouTube for that Sunday night. We'll have some fun. All right, we're going to get out of here and let you get on with your week and hope you have a great one. So for Paul, I'm Mike, wishing you a great week and uh, let all that turkey, hopefully all the turkey's gone. So, you know, switch, switch to ham or something today or whatever you got to do. It doesn't matter. There's probably no turkey today. You know, go, go get some tacos or something. Just switch it up and have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.